Hello and welcome to the SC Playbook question and answer podcast for NRL Supercoach Round 12. Tim Williams on deck to take your questions this week and some big, big news dropping today that impacts Supercoach quite significantly in a few different areas and probably a... uh, a big part of the reason why I started this podcast, I mean, I always did the, the Q&As with the SC Playbook subscribers, but uh, great to turn it into podcast form in the last couple of months, but because when we record the podcast Tuesday night, the SC Playbook podcast, and then Wednesday morning, beers and break even, things change so much between Tuesday and Thursday, so it's a great opportunity to drop updated trade plans, skippers, sit-v starts, all these sorts of things, and have a chat about the most recent information. Let's get stuck straight into that news that has come through in the last, well, handful of hours, to be fair. So that is around Luciano Leilua getting uh, his charges dropped uh, that has seen him miss the start of the season thus far. So he'll be available for selection as soon as this week. Now, massive ramifications for Helam Luki, who <clears throat> I was obviously very keen on this week. And it's one of them weeks where... You know, the last two rounds, I've been sitting there Thursday afternoon, Friday afternoon for hours trying to finalise my trades. Sometimes there's weeks where they just land nicely. You know a long way out what they're going to be and you don't need to waste too much time on it. I was very comfortable with my trades this week and then the Lukey news, well, around obviously Leilua, starting a bit of a spanner in the works. Now, how so? That is because... Lukey, who I was very keen on as a buy this week, low break even, set to make money, plays round 13, round 14, round 16. I just think he's an absolute gun. But with Leilua back, that's another edge back rower coming into the fold. So many different parts to, to tear apart with this news because Leilua can obviously play middle as well, which is where Leilua's a chance to play this week. <clears throat> and if he comes in this week, I do expect that he probably does play middle, especially with Jason Tamalolo still out. Now, Tamalolo due back next week, round 13. In that same week, Ruben Cotter will be out due to origin duties. So, look, there should still be good minutes for Lukey this week and then next week. Uh, round 14 is where it becomes particularly interesting when they've got Leilua back, Tamalolo likely back, Jeremiah Nanai back, who will come onto an edge and play 80 minutes, obviously, as well. He looks probably unlikely on form this season to even get picked for Game 2 for the Maroons. I think, particularly if the Maroons win Game 1, God forbid, then Nanai probably misses out. If they lose and he comes in and kills it in Round 14, maybe they do pick him. But with all those back rolls on deck, it's hard to see Luke getting many more than, say, 60 minutes. I still think he's a good short-term buy because, as I mentioned, good minutes this week, good minutes... Round 13. Round 14 is where it becomes a bit questionable. Uh, It just probably takes away the chance for him to be playing 80 minutes with all these players back on deck. So I think he's a decent short-term buy still that I'm definitely still considering. But in terms of that keeper potential, which I think he is keeper potential if he gets to an 80-minute roll, I think that's probably out the window off the back of the Leilua news. So a few questions much there. The second one was Joe Offengawi signing with the Parramatta Eels. So this obviously big impact on so many forwards. Now, let's go through them one by one. I suppose firstly, what do I see his role being? Comes into that middle rotation. Who knows? Probably plays anywhere from maybe 
40 to 60 minutes, it's still a good pack par. So I would say probably around the 40-minute mark. I'm not sure if you'll play this weekend or if you'll be around 13. Look, Campbell Gillard is still out long-term. Junior Barlow will be out round 13 and 16, likely to probably play some reduced minutes. Well, they play, they're on the bye around 14 anyway. So Madison, this might see Madison move to an edge and play 80 minutes. If not that, he stays off the bench, plays his impact role. He only played 52 and 53 minutes the last two weeks anyway and scored well. So I, honestly, I don't think Madison's really impacted. If at all, it'll be because he moves to an edge and plays bigger minutes. So Maddo's still all good. Hopgood is the obvious one that might see his minutes impacted. He's obviously played huge minutes the entire season so far. So with another middle coming in, that could impact Hopgood. I'm still very happy to own Hopgood with Ballow out next weekend. You know, he'll still play good minutes, but as far as being a buy comes, probably isn't a buy now at the price just due to that uncertainty. And the other one is anyone who jumped on Wiram McGreg who Look, you, you couldn't have foreseen this coming. I know it wasn't great last weekend, but often Gow, the news sort of came out of nowhere and has sounds like it's been locked and loaded. I don't think it's been confirmed yet publicly, but it sounds like that will be happening. So Wilmer Greg's probably the loser here who may not get great minutes. That being said, he still played good footy this season and obviously earned Brad Arthur's trust. So probably still gets 30 to 35 and will be a decent number in round 13 with Junior Barlow out. But... Uh, might be time-limited insides after that one. All right, let's get stuck into the questions from the SC Playbook WhatsApp group. The subscribers there. We start with a question from Tom. Hello. Do you think Tom Flegler is a good buy? What do you think of his chance of making Origin are? He would be my second or third front rower. I don't think he will play Origin. He's an outside chance, but unlikely. I like him as a buy. I'm a little bit tempted myself. Uh, I just think with Carrigan and Haas obviously playing big minutes in origin, the Broncos high up the ladder, even if they do lose to the Panthers this week, they're still sitting pretty. So I think Tom Flegler's the one who has to step up and play decent minutes. Now, he had a concussion-impacted game back in round six against the Raiders. I think it was a concussion. And only played 24 minutes, scored 10 points. So his price has really dropped since then. He came back from that and since then has averaged about 55 minutes Played 67 last week with a sin bin. Based 52 in that time, 42 points. Just look at 370, sorry, 397k. Likely to be playing around 13. I don't mind, Tommy. Uh, could be a handy little number there through until around 15 and then can be flipped after that with the Broncos on the buy around 16 and 19. Legit, as I record this, I've just seen the news about Josh Papali'i retiring from State of Origin. How's the timing on that? So, look, this opens up a bench spot for a middle forward. Tom Flegler, Corey Horsburgh, uh, Jermaine Hopgood. I mean, first and foremost, Raiders are going undefeated for the rest of the season because everyone's on deck. Um, Far out. There's so many turning wheels at the moment around Supercoach and... So many things that we can only guess. Look, I don't know who plays for him. Does it put a question mark on Flegler as a buy? It doesn't help. It certainly doesn't help. Because he played game three last year, it was, I believe. Oh, it doesn't. Look, Flegler's break him is 28. So it probably now makes him a wait until next week, just in case. Question from Matty. Thoughts on going Welch to Harrison Edwards? 
Welch is my third front row forward behind Horsburgh and Tappany, who I don't play often. Still have Pelé, though, so worried about two plotters. Yeah, so there will obviously be a lot of questions around Edwards. One of the most popular picks this week. I'll get through my thoughts on him quite quickly. Very solid buy. I think, what, 297k, negative 47 break even, playing big minutes. Look, the fact that you can move, say, like a Moali or a Pele or someone to him, he looks pretty safe. I just, there are forwards coming back. Guru made a good point on beers and break evens that last week, Maxi King played like 39 minutes. Fatala Mariner was about 34. Uh, there was, who was the other key forward there that only played a handful of minutes that was below? Can't remember, it doesn't matter. So, I'm not sure that he continues, but TPJ, I think it was about 35 or 40. So, I'm not sure those big minutes continue. They've got Chris Patolo, who they rate, who's come back from the New South Wales Cup the last two weeks, who could come in and choose some minutes. I think, look, if he continues those minutes, of course, he'll be a gun by. I don't think he will continue those minutes, but worst case scenario, he'll make you some cash. So, great one for head-to-head players. Uh, let's throw in Billy Smith while we're at it, because the big question this week is, Smith or Edwards or both, it's Billy Smith. Like, based 45 and 42 the last two weeks in a well-beaten Rooster side. Next two games are just the Dragons by Bulldogs. Plays round 16. It's not the best by coverage, to be fair, but round 16's handy. And, look, attacking upside in, in the Rooster surely bounce back. So if you have to get one of the two with obviously both not playing round 13, Billy Smith is the man. Uh, but I do understand, you know, we've got lots of decent CT dubs around, particularly let's throw in uh, Burbo into that mix in terms of cheapies and, and cash gen. So I understand why people are looking to solidify a decent player in the front row forward spot. But yeah, if you choose between the two, Billy Smith for me, head-to-head players, I think you can potentially have both. Gee, with that Papa news, there'll be some nervous uh, Hallsborough owners out there. And I mean, as much as I'd love to see the big fella available for the raids in round 13, I'd just as much. I'd, I'd love to see him playing State of Origin, although it'd be hard cheering him on. But yeah, between him and... I don't think Hopgood will play Origin just yet. I think it's a bit too soon, but you never know with the Maroons and, and their philosophy. So uh, we'll wait and see. Question from Zach. What will you do with Talakai? can play Billy Smith to cover him this week if needed. Yeah, look. If, you, if Billy Smith's your replacement for him in a game against the Dragons... Uh, with the way Billy's been going, then I think that's perfectly fine cover. Obviously, no 13, round 13 for Talakai, but he'll be very handy after that and just looks exceptional. So I'd be holding on to Talakai and playing Billy Smith. Question from Matty O. So many Matties in this group, love it. If you had to sell Manu, which buy coverage CT dub would you trade in? I'll start there uh, on Manu in that I will be holding at this point. Rolled ankle, lateral physio, seem to think you know, on the information that he's been given, that probably only one to two weeks. So he was missing round 13 anyway. Uh, obviously, missed the Dragons matchup, which was a nice one for him. I mean, last season when he put 190 on the Dragons and single-handedly destroyed my season, would have been nice if he missed that one. But it is what it is. Playing likely back around 14, you would assume. Plays around 15. Good coverage over that time. Would also be playing fullback you would think. And then if Teddy rests any games, then Marnie probably plays fullback. So, yeah, there's. I think he's probably hold. But if you're selling him, and, and I understand it, particularly round 14 is a tricky round, so I'm a little bit worried that if he doesn't come back for that, it's just going to be even more difficult. Uh, you then go and say, money, no issue. Already owned Garrick and AJ. Would you go Lemuelu, Asako, or Marju? I like Marju as a buy. He's 
dropped it a little bit in cash. It's been okay, but the Knights, uh, they're hot and cold, but I love KP back on that left edge. But Margie doesn't play around 14, which I think is the reason that I probably haven't had a great look at him or as much as I'm not as keen as I would have been if he was playing 14. If you can cover 14, okay, and you're confident with your numbers, I like Marju. Uh, Lemuelu is the one who's also caught my eye since the the news around Helam Lukey. So Lemuelu, break even need 13. He's 604K, dual seated up 2RF. His base, uh, I had question marks around his base a little bit earlier on, but base the last three weeks has been about 47 per game. So really solid, and we know he's a try scorer. Looks good. Question from Maurice. Don't want to sell Hosking or Preston, but one has to go for a number next week. Who goes? Yeah, a lot of people in this boat, mate, and it's not the easiest decision, but the way I see it, Hosking could play limited minutes with all the back rolls they've got there. Uh, could play limited minutes tonight. So while ideally you hold both, Preston plays around 16 and 19, two of the major buy rounds for the Doggies, which is enormous. Uh, whereas the Panthers, they play 16, but not 19, and obviously miss round 13. So I just think uh, Preston is quite locked into big minutes, or like that 80-minute roll there, because he's been killing it. Whereas Hosking, there are a few question marks around him. Look, if you've got both of them, they're both playing 80 minutes every week, I'm taking Hosking, but there are question marks around Hosking, whereas there are not for Preston, and Preston is just very good. So, yeah, I'd be selling Hosking first. Question from Jay. Who would you be more comfortable dropping for Billy Smith? Leaning Val over Manu. Yep, so Val Holmes, my thought process, thoughts around him, I'm potentially selling this week. Uh, this is where it's at. So the, he will miss. So he plays this week against the Tigers, a good matchup. Then misses round 13 due to origin. Comes back, plays round 14. That's on the Sunday, so it's the maximum turnaround for an Origin player. With the way the Cowboys are going, Val playing centre or wing, whatever it'll be, I suspect, barring any injuries in Origin, he'll back up. But it is against the Storm. Uh, it's up in Townsville, though. The Cowboys end up with a bye 15, then he'll miss 16. So after this week, he'll miss three of four weeks. So on that, I think Val Holmes is the sell. The other thought process I had around it is that if you are a little bit concerned about round 14 and your numbers, you know, you can hold him for the Tigers game. Obviously, misses round 13, which hopefully you do have enough and you have 13 for that round. And then round 14, he, as I said, he should be playing that. You could then potentially sell him round 15 where he misses 15 and 16. So just a couple of thoughts there around Val. Question from Andrew, I have Talakai and Manu. Should I hold both or one if you had to choose? Other centers I have at the moment, Taruba, Meany, Marju, Garrett, Croker. Ooh, uh, Sharky's by draw after this week, really good by coverage, I should say. So, miss round 13, after round 13, I should say. Misses round 13, then they play 16 and 19, so Talakai's pretty huge during that period. Manu gets 16, but that round 16 by is not going to be most difficult to cover at this stage, I don't believe. So he has a buy in round 17, a little bit awkward, Sifa, but oh, it's tough. Both under injury clouds. Oh, I would probably hold Sifa at this stage. And then the one you said there, look, you probably need to, you probably want the decent extra number this week, but Nick Meany. 
He's been terrific this season, but he's 749k, break even of 141. We had to plummet cash, has the round 13 buy and the round 19 buy. Even round 16 he plays, Melbourne will be losing a stack of players to Origin. Who knows which Origin players do back up for them. So I think Meany's probably a sell. In your case, having both of them, maybe you hold fire for this week and cop one price drop and then maybe sell them next week. But question from Homer. Thoughts on Britain Nicara as a buy this week? Running at Ponga and covers most of the Origin period, just misses next week. Yeah, look, Nicara's a great buy. And it's as simple as if you're happy not bringing a number for round 13, you might be well covered there. You might not be too concerned about it. Head-to-head, great buy. Overall, yeah, still a solid buy. If you said if you're happy that he's not playing round 13, for sure he'll be super popular round 14, him and uh, Jacob Kiraz. Question from Damien Askey. Thoughts on Warwick to Burbo or wait a week? Look, I'm a little tempted to do sim. I don't have Warwick, but Burbo... I mean, Olakuatu probably in and around the Origin squad, so... You'd think Burbo's minutes are pretty, I mean, when I say minutes, we don't know how many will play on the edge, but when did Manly play this week? That's a big one because just in case there is a late game day change. So Manly are the, oh, they're the final game of the round. That makes it tough because if he does go to the bench, it, it hurts. Due to them playing so late and then if Hamale does miss Origin, let's say Bullymore or... Condon or someone starts on the edge come Sunday and then, you know, Hamole misses Origin and Burbo's still off the bench. I think you probably have to do the smart thing and wait on Burbo. I understand it, but probably the smart play. Question from Adam Murphy. Do you see Trindle at 14 affecting Hines' minutes in a possible pre-Origin period rest for Hines? Not really, mate. Unless If they get to a huge lead, possibly. But Nico Hines... I think he's probably the 14 for the Blues. I think they'll go with Luai at six. But, I mean, it's not locked in. But they do have so, so many options there. I think they'll probably go with a a big-minute hooker. But we've seen Freddie in the past wanting to play two hookers. So, you know, is there a chance that he does stick with his two-hooker philosophy and picks Nico? Maybe Nico goes to 18th man anyway. I'm not sure. Look, I think Nico will be around there. But I also do think that... He will be probably at 14 or I think probably worst case 18th man, in which case, you know, he's not playing 80 minutes. He probably isn't playing big minutes. So I don't think there'd be too many concerns. The Sharks want to win games. So Nico, I see him playing 80 minutes. Question from Krusty. Is Toto and Val a sell with Origin looming? Yeah, good question. I've spoken a fair bit about Val but before and have my thoughts on him. Toto, I did have Toto pegged as a sell for a while. I'm now thinking that like Penrith have a great schedule across the origin period for their origin contingent. So they missed around 13 and 19 of the two origin weeks and obviously 16. So he'd miss 13, 16, 19. If he doesn't rest, he may, he may not. I don't, I don't know. He'd play 14, 15, 17, and 18, and 20. So the draw isn't that bad for Toto. So I'm semi-tempted to hold Toto now, but... At the same time, he's fine to sell. And the other concern there is, and please keep this in mind with round 14, and I keep harping on about it, but it's going to catch people out. If Origin players, Harry Grant, Cam Munster, Val Holmes, Brian Toto, so many of them, Nathan Cleary, Nico Hines, 
if they rest round 14, any of those guys, it's just going to make it more and more difficult. So selling Bizzo is fine. Guys and girls, we love a punt here at a C playbook, but we also acknowledge that it's not. Uh, it can be a bit of a problem area for some people, and I think uh, more than anything, there'll be a lot of people out there who don't think they have a problem with their punting. They, you know, they're not losing stupid amounts of money, but they're still waking up Sunday morning or Monday morning after a round of footy, and they know that their wallet's taken a big hit, and they know that they push their same game multi from five dollars to ten dollars, or ten to twenty, fifty to a hundred. Whatever it might be, you might have just been going to have a, a little nibble on each game, and then all of a sudden you've got two bets on it, you've got three bets on it. In which case, it doesn't make you a problem gambler, but it probably does mean that you're starting to get a little bit out of control with it. There's nothing to be ashamed about there, guys. There's a free and confidential service available with Sequel. Gareth and his team, absolute bunch of legends. Get in touch with them, have a conversation, take the first step. You will not regret it. You'll hear this ad time and time again, chatting about Sequel on this podcast and on the wrap on Sunday nights with Wilson Carlos. And don't brush past it. If you think you're in that boat, just make the call. You can get in contact with them on Instagram or you can get in contact with them via email at gareth.w at sequel.org.au. That's C-E-C-A-L, Sequel. The Instagram handle, if you wanted to flick them a message there, is at Seekle, C-E-C-A-L, gambling. So very easy to do, guys. Get in touch with them and take your first step forward, free and confidential. Now, back to the questions. Question from JL, which hooker to partner Grant, JMK or Robson? Great question. Really good question. I like Robson, and I'll tell you why. He's about 100K cheaper. He also... Plays round 13 and round 16. Doesn't play round 19. So to be fair, JMK, uh, who's, what, about 115K more expensive, will play the more important buy rounds, I would say, 13 and 19. I just, look, both perfectly fine buyers. So I'm, like, being very nitty-gritty here. I just think Robson has played behind a pretty ordinary pack this season. They've got numbers coming back, and he's still been solid with a 59-point average a fair chunk cheaper, cut the tries, only what, one, maybe two tries this, this season. Whereas JMK, who's been absolutely better than him, averaging 69 this season, 680K, like, for the same price, probably tempted on JMK, but he has had more attacking stats to his name, and maybe they continue to come because he's a weapon. But I'm just thinking there's more upside to come in Reese Robson, which is probably reflected by his price. Whereas JMK, I think, is priced at the form that he's in, and that's very, very good. So I like the upside in Robson. That being said, guys, both perfectly fine pickups. Alrighty. For the next uh, three or four minutes, I'm going to go through some rapid fire to punch through as many questions as possible. Question from Michael. Are we trading Hosking or Holding? Touched on him before. I think if you can hold, absolutely do so. I'm. If you've got a really deep squad tonight, I'm not convinced he's necessarily a play. Wouldn't be surprised to see him play, you know, 50 or 60 minutes. Uh, Jamin Salmon coming on at some point. Liam Martin, whoever it might be. Sorensen, they've got a fair few back rowers. I reckon they want big minutes out of him over the origin period, in which case they might ease him in tonight a little bit. They'll want good minutes out of Liam Martin because he's going to want to prove his fitness to Freddie and the Blues. So ideally a hold, but I, on the other hand, as mentioned earlier, I can understand the sell. Question from Hobbsy. Thoughts on these money trades for head-to-head Max Fenai to Billy Smith? Love that. And Hayes Dunstar to Ben Trebojevic. 
I I do like the trade. I, I just I mentioned my reservations around going early on Burbo just before. I think he starts, and I think he plays big minutes, but I don't know this for sure. And they played last game of the round. Negative three break even. So going early on him, you know, there's obviously the pretty decent cash grab. Yeah, I suppose it's a, it's a solid enough play, Hobbsy, going early, but I, I would, I'm a little reluctant to. Question from Kirsty Brody: Can I please get a ranking of Billy Smith, Harrison Edwards as trade-ins this week? Uh, that's Billy 1, Edwards 2, comfortably for me. And a ranking of Utakamanu, Pele, Mahanu, Taruva, Warbrick as trade-outs. Let's go, I mean, they're also different because of their values, so it's very team-dependent, but off the top of my head, let's go, if you can get rid of Pele, happy days. One, Warbrick's probably done his dash. Two, Joey Manu, I think's a hold. Taruva, Taruva probably three. Poor buy, period schedule, outside, glue hand, peachy. Uh, don't get me wrong, I think Taruva is fine to hold, but on this, well, let's actually, let's go back. I'd put Utakamano as a sell before Taruva, and then Taruva, and then probably Manu. Question from Deadly. Who's the last reserve out of Horsburgh, Preston, or Billy Smith? Oof, teams looking good this week. Good problems to have there. I would be going Jacob Preston. Far out. There's not much between those. Jacob Preston, I think, is the safe play. Billy Smith is the upside play if you want to chase that ceiling against the Dragons. Uh, I would be going Jacob Preston there. A quick shout-out to Dylan, SC Playbook follower. If you have been in the my squad breakdown from the teams, teams analysis that I do over Tuesday, you scroll to the bottom of it. It sometimes comes a little bit after publish, but he's been sending his breakdowns of the, the strongest, basically the rankings, 1 to 17 of... Supercoach points scored and against for each club. It's a wonderful breakdown. He's doing a terrific job with it. So uh, shout out. Thank you very much, Dylan, for your hard work there, mate. Moving through the questions, Krusty and Declan are having a mid-conversation yarn in a Supercoach thread about the best way to store bags of ice, being Tupperware and in the freeze and all sorts of stuff. So, uh, fellas, wonderful chat, wonderful chat. Uh, Question from... uh, from which Hosking, Preston, or Manu out for Nikara? I think, look, Hosking and Preston both fit and firing. Manu's out injured, he misses this week, next week. No guarantee to come back in 14, so probably Manu out of those ones. Question from Dover. Horsburgh still by, potential origin spot, but if not, good buy coverage. Certainly not this week, mate. After that Papaliti news, who knows if Horsburgh might sneak into the origin camp there. I would imagine probably he doesn't, but better to be safe than sorry. And like every forward does, just about. He's come back to the pack the last two weeks. I know there was a Simbin last week, but 63 minutes and 63 minutes, which I think will be closer to his regular scores of 62 and 50. So very solid, but, you know, 6.14K now, 77 break even. I just, you know, let's wait till next week and reassess the big fella. Question from Kieran. Leilua looming. Lukey looks like a no-go. Was going to trade Hosking to Lukey, but now thinking of going to JDB, Jack DeBellin. Plays 13 and has dual thoughts. Pretty well bang on what I just said around uh, Corey Horsburgh. Just front row forwards. DeBellin at 650k is absolutely his... Well, I shouldn't say his peak now because he's got a break even of 25. But I think people that got on two or three weeks ago, well played. He's played massive minutes. But 
scored a try with a line break two minutes into that game last week against the Cowboys. The week before he had a try assist. I just think the ship sailed. Uh, it hasn't sailed, but I just paying up six fifty for him. I don't love it. But look, he's playing great minutes. But adding that there's a now new interim coach coming into that squad, does he drop his minutes down to sixty or fifty? I don't know. I, I prefer others. Question from Michael Nickerup versus Ponga. Worth a buy this week whilst others are setting up for round 13. Team set well for 13 already. Thanks, mate. I don't love it. Ponga, he also misses round 14. So he played this week, then he misses round 13. Assuming he gets picked for Origin, which he will. Then he misses round 14. He's got the injury history. He's going to go bonkers in Origin because he always does. So uh, I, I, don't, I don't wouldn't be picking up Ponga as good as he is. And as we get more updated news, the North Queensland Cowboys have been granted an exemption by the NRL to add Luciano Lua to their squad for the clash against the Tigers. So, uh, I mean, happy days for Luciano Lua, but for Tim Supercoach, oh dear. Uh, let's get stuck into my trades for the week. Now, as I said, I, I try to get them as nailed down for you of a Thursday afternoon. I spend the hours leading into it, going through my team and trying to get them worked out. And I had them worked out up until the Luciano, Luciano Leiluart news, and that's thrown a spanner in the work. So I'm going to run you through my thoughts because I'm still working them out, to be completely honest with you. One trade is likely to be Taruva to Billy Smith. Billy Smith is absolutely coming into my team. I think with that cash gen, scoring upside, bit of buy coverage and that, he's... Very hard to pass up. Put it this way, I'll be boosting next week, my second last boost, which would get me to 13 players. But if anything happens to my current players for that round in that time, I might not have 13 for next week, in which case I'm bringing Billy Smith in despite knowing that. So that's how keen I am on Billy Smith this week. So to prove to him, there is a possibility that I sell Val to Billy Smith instead. I would like to hold Val for one more week and then sell him next week. However, if I need that extra cash to facilitate my second trade, that may be forced upon the Kuma Stallions this week. So that will be one. What am I thinking for number two? I'm thinking a whole heap of things. Up until the Luciano get his exemption call, I was probably still tempted by Lukey, but I think you've just got to be smart and... and the line through him there as much as I'd like to. The other thing with Lukey is he was, he's coming back from that uh, hamstring injury a couple of weeks ago, so that is always, always a concern uh, going forward. So you probably... The thing about Lukey is because he's got his break-even... His break-even's 13, so there'll be decent cash made this week, but nothing ridiculous. He had 27 two weeks back against the Roosters in his scoring 55 minutes. That was his first game back in over a month. So limited minutes, limited output... 121 last week, which is in his rolling average for two more weeks. So he's still going to make good money next week. So if he does come out and play good minutes this week and we see the Luciano effect and whatnot, he can still buy him next week for that coverage potentially. So I think we'll be waiting on that one. I will be making a second trade. It will be a round 13 player. It is very unlo- uh, It's pretty unlikely to be from Newcastle, Parramatta or... Manly, because I'm I have an eye on round fourteen and I'm just a little worried about that. 
So the trading options that, that I'm eyeing off at this stage, one that I was pretty keen on, but when, when I mentioned that there's so many turning wheels at the moment and implications that we can only make assumptions around, I was keen to go, I mentioned about the trading Val instead of Taruva to get that extra cash. That was going to be to fund Sonny Luke to Reese Robson. Then I look at it and go, all right, if the Blues go with Lou I6 and they go for the utility and Nico Hines on the bench, Reese Robson was in the Blues extended squad last season. I don't think he's going to get picked, but like, let's say they pick Damien Cook or Abby Corusau as an 80-minute or a big-minute hooker and then have Nico Hines as the utility off the bench. Cam Murray will be the on-field backup hooker, but if there's any foul play or HAAs, whatever it might be, that enforce the 18th man, Reese Robson might be the second hooker there. So I said, I don't think Robson plays Origin, but again, it's one that you'd hate. You'd hate next week to see him in there and having brought him in this week and just being like, well, he was brought in as a buy coverage player. So I can't really go early on Reese Robson either. I was half looking at a trade of, of say, like Utakamanu down to Flegler, but the Papali'i news before probably got to hold off on Flegler. So the options are just really, really tough, tough week. Penelli Lemu Elu has caught my eye. I think there aren't really too many knocks to him as a buyer, and it's sort of sit there and go, all right, he's pretty expensive. Sure, there's a bit more money to be made, but pretty expensive, and his base is solid, but I do still think he requires attacking stats to be, you know, match or to be worth paying up for, I should say, but Dude can play. Like there, there are tries in him and attacking stats in him. So maybe Lemuel is the player. I know people like uh, the Spy. I know Walson Carlos. Both very good footy heads on them, and they both, they, I believe they both have Lemuel. Spy definitely does. I don't know if Walsh bit the bullet, but I think that's saying a fair bit there. So maybe Lemuel is the go that it ends up on. I wish I had a, a more direct answer for you. However. I don't because of all this breaking news around Supercoach and around Rugby League. Um, I will, of course, drop my updated trades in the SC Playbook subscriber-only WhatsApp group this afternoon or tonight. It'll be tonight, let's be fair. I'm going to spend the next five hours trying to work out these trades. So we'll update you there. Skippers this week, I'm going VC James Tedesco. If I if I had the trail, it'll be VC Trail C Nico. I don't want to go into about it too much because I've said on about a thousand podcasts this week, but James Tedesco, Manu out, Drew Hutchinson in the halves, Teddy becomes the go-to guy. I think Hutcho is going to get him really quality ball. I think this is the game we've been waiting for all year for James Tedesco, particularly with a point to prove leading into origin. Could be wrong, but I, I reckon this is it. I think Teddy goes big. That being said, to loop him with that Nico Hines game against the Knights, I'd be wanting 140 plus at a minimum. So, yeah, Captain Nico Hines, the trail Indigenous round, he'll be fired up against Paris, so he's a sneaky little pod captaincy option as well. Sit V start, as it stands, I will be playing probably Billy Smith as a fifth CT dub, sitting Croker, obviously Manu's out, sitting Phoenix Crossland. Shout out Phoenix Crossland. He's, he's doing a nice little job there. Starting to earn a bit of coin, 73 minutes last week, I think it was at Hooker, kicked to 40-20, starting to run a bit more. I have a little ploy next week. I'm considering Nico out, Crossland to halfback, Cody Walker for the Bunnies' awesome run at 5'8". 
Schuster I won't play this week. Pele I won't play. Udakamano I won't. Sonny Luke I won't. Probably the, the big one will come down to, obviously pending my second trade, but do I play Tyrone Peachy or Zach Hosking? Tempted for Peachy. At least, you know, 80 minutes. Left edge starting to hum for Penrith. Uh, might end up going Peachy, so... Wonder how I'm also thinking I'm going to play Dream Buller against the Cowboys. Leichhardt Oval, I'll be at that game. Buller, 45 in a side that didn't score a point against the Bunnies. Big work rate, definitely capable of attacking the stats. So I don't mind Buller as a sneaky little one this week. So anyway, guys and girls, thank you for tuning in to the Question and Answer podcast. Have a terrific weekend and good luck to your Supercoach sides in round 12.